Welcome to Anything But Routine. Before we start the podcast, we want to tell you about the Just For Kicks Coaches and Studio Owners Conference. This conference is designed for coaches and studio owners to learn from industry experts. You can network with other coaches and much more. This conference is hosted by Cindy Clow herself. If you want more info, please email us at support at justforkicks.com. Now to the podcast. Think about your team, and it does get, I told one of my captains once, it gets lonely at the top. So, and it does, but think about trying to mix your groups around once in a while, because think about your team right now. I know on our team, our, I call them our kingpins, but our stars, or whatever you want to call them, they all kind of cling together. And our weaker kids kind of cling together. And I really think if you could spread that around once in a while, and you don't all have to be best friends, but you have to befriend each other. And your goal on your team is to have those strong kids bring up the weak kids. So try to figure that out, because that's, that's cool. Um, I will give you an example. Like, if you are teaching a baby to walk, like, let's say, Heather, let's say you and I are teaching our child to walk, okay? <laughs> yes, okay. So we're standing like this, and I'm going, come on, walk to me, walk to me. And it, it's... <laughs> No, you push him to me. Oh, I pushed you? No, 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 don't push him, but I'm the one getting her to come over here. Come on over here, walk to me, walk to me. Well, if she face plants, I don't go, well, you big loser. <laughs> You're not going to be a walker. You might as well give up walking. What do you do? You go, come on, get up. Oh, that's okay. Get up. It's that's okay. okay. You okay. can do it. Now, every time you say I'm not a turner, I want you to think about this. <laughs> Thank you. I want you to think about... I'm not a walk. She's not a walker. She's never going to walk. No, I want you to go, get back up. You can do it. Come on, get back up. Who do we treat the meanest? Ourselves. Ourselves. We, they say that we say about, I always forget the statistic. It's something like thousands of negative things a day. It's hard to believe that. But think about it. You know, oh, I'm so dumb. Oh, I'm so this. I'm so that. I can't turn. I'm not a kicker. I... I'm bad at hip-hop. I, you know, oh, I look in the mirror and I look like I need a shower. You know, we say stuff to ourselves all day long. Be as nice to yourself as you would treat someone standing next to you, and hopefully that's nice. But, um, you know, just any time, negative self-talk is, is bad. Giving critique on your team is essential. So what you think about how you critique each other, and I really make it a rule to go, Never say the words bad, wrong, we suck, you know, like we're horrible. Instead, I would say, oh, we've got a lot of work to do. So it does the same thing, but it doesn't, like, get you, you know. Or say, oh, it's the other leg. If you say it's the wrong leg, you right away, wrong is a word that makes you feel bad. So when you're critiquing another kid on your team, I would say make it a we project. You know, I'll, I'll go I'll go up to a kid and go, guys, thinking about you last night, we got to figure out a way to get you to not drop your heel on your turn. We got to figure that out. If I put myself in the mix, then it's me too. You know, it's not just you. So do that with kids you're mentoring. That's very important. And if you think about your team as a machine, and we just got to get it to all, all these moving parts and cogs 
to work together, it won't be like, I hate your guts. It'll be like, oh, we got to fix your arm. You know, I think sometimes kids take it so personally and you've got to realize it's just about getting it the same. You're not the Radio City Rockettes where they all exactly have the same leg length. We have a lot of this going on, right? Shorties, tallies, six foot, five foot. You know, Rockettes have to be between 5'8 and 5'10. Well, that would be easy. And they all have to have long legs. That would be easy. No wonder their kicks look exactly the same, right? I'd be too short. I couldn't do it. But anyway, so think about that. You're just trying to get you guys the same. Um, be tough. And always be aware if people are not taking things from you well, I bet it's your delivery, right? Like, does anything bug you when people say it to you at practice? Can someone yell out what, what bugs you? Yeah. Someone tells I can't tell what's wrong, but there's something wrong. It's like, no, I need a solution to the problem. It's something positive, very specific feedback. Okay. Yeah. When they say we've never looked good, look doing that in the past, so why should we try now? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, let's bring up the past. I do that sometimes, you know, but you can call coaches once in a while, too, with all due respect and privately. That's something to think about, too. Um, when you're in front of your whole group, respect your captains and coaches. If you have something you want to say, do it in private. You know, it's just like how you feel. You, you want it. Um, that was a good one, though. What else you should not do? Some don't do this on your team. Just, yeah. When you're about to go in to do a dance and people are like, oh, we have to do it again. Oh, I don't want to do this again. It really brings down everyone else. That's a really good one. And actually, there's a solution for that. Plant happy people. I call them happy people. Like, their job is to go, oh, yay, we get to do it again. <laughs> you know, and people are like, are you on drugs? No. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, you need some happy people, a ch little cheerleaders, and you know, or you need to become one. Just don't be the negative person on your team. I like that one. What else? When people don't celebrate like the small victories of others in practice and aren't jealous. Oh, I hate jealousy. Yeah, so celebrating people's successes. If someone is successful, it doesn't take anything away from you. And they always say it takes a true friend to forgive you your successes. But I really feel that's a good one. Yeah, you need to celebrate because you're a team and you want to, if everybody got better, it would be a great thing, right? So you should be celebrating it. And, you know, I think of people, um, does anybody know who Grace Gilbertson is? She's, she coached at Eastview, um, and she used to be one of our kids that loved her. She spanned camp staff. Well, her and, okay, so this is kind of a funny story. They, she was a captain on our team. And Brianna Niemeyer was a captain on our team. And they were the two end kids, the two shorties. They were born the same day in the same hospital. How weird is that? They ended up being our captains. And they were fiercely competitive with each other. But when one got something, they celebrated it. Because it just kept doing this. And they both got really good. So I really think that's a good point. To celebrate successes on your team because it's going to make you all better. And if you're good at anything... On your team, spread the love. We have many clinics with people that are good at spotting. They're doing a spotting class. If I'm really the strongest kid, I'm going to do something and help kids get stronger. If I'm, you know, use people to mentor other people and just say spread the love. It really, really works. So um, I will talk about this in senior class too, so you're going to have to hear this twice, but it, it just bears repeating. Um, you get way farther by your example than by what you say. Like, I, you know, I think of a captain I had, her name was KV, and she was very, she didn't talk a lot, 
she, she just did it. And her example was her strength because nobody was going to line up quicker. Nobody was going to be more full out and nobody tried harder than her. And I always say people watch what you're doing they're not listening as much to what you're saying. You know, we used to have a captain that always go, do your toe touch, it's full out, kind of in that whiny voice. And then she would mark it. And then people would be like, well, do your toe touch, full, you know, toe touch is full out, right? I mean, that's what you're thinking out of your breath, right? Aren't we all? So, you know, let your example be how you work. This is a good story, the true story. When I, in 19, whatever, I won't even tell you what year, I broke uh, 14 bones in my feet and ankles, both. Yeah, and I, it hurt. I have arthritis really bad. It hurts. But that year, I was in a wheelchair all winter. And my son, who is now, oh, he's 38. So he was 18 months old. He could walk. He could walk all over the house. But our house wasn't wheelchair accessible, so I had to um, scoot around on my butt around the house. I had to, like, fall out of bed. This is true. And scoot around to get around my house because I couldn't, I couldn't use a wheelchair. All of a sudden, one day, Jared was butt scooting around the house. <laughs> and I went, what is he doing? And then I went, oh, my gosh, he thinks this is how we're supposed to walk now. <laughs> That's a true story. I never said, Jared, quit walking and start butt scooting. They're, they're watching what you do, not what you say. That's so powerful to think about. And think about that on your team. If every kid was pushing, everybody else would push. If one kid is lazy... Everybody else is going to be lazy. I took a class from the Ohio State strength coach when I was in Vegas for this coaches conference. And her big thing is, she's kind of tough. I love her. She walks around and says, if you quit, she's going to quit. If she quits, she's going to quit. And I want you to think about that on your team. Your impact on your group is just so powerful, so powerful. So and something else to think about with your kids and confidence, confidence waivers. You know, I do a lot of stuff like this. Do you think I'm confident every time? I should ask Amanda, do you think I'm confident every time? No. It depends, A, how prepared I am, sometimes how much sleep I've had, sometimes who's in the room. So think about yourself. Are you always, like, if you're a star on your team, are you always confident? No. And I think, I know as a coach, I had to learn that, that, that um, kids, their confidence wavers. How you can be the most prepared is by being the hardest worker at practice. Do you think anyone ever gets to the competition and goes, oh, gee, wish I wasn't so prepared. <laughs> I wish I wouldn't have worked quite so hard. You know, No, they don't, right? And think about that. If you're at practice and you use imagery and you work really hard every day, when you get there, you're kind of ready. You know, you are, because you've put the work in. If you're the sluffer that's never once done it full out, yeah, of course you're the, the person having the big asthmatic attack at the side. When you're done, you're like, <gasps> you know, oh, God, you know, hello, have you ever run it full out before? And my husband has asthma. I'm not making fun of it. And he truly has it really bad. He has COPD or whatever. So I'm not making fun of it. But sometimes at, state, at competitions, I'm like, seriously? You know, I'll tell my kid, one time at marking, we had all this going on. Finally, they go, let's quit. We're not even going to work because everybody's, like, thinking they have can't do it full out, you know, no. And that was a turning point. You'll have sometimes if a bunch of kids do that when they get off the floor, oh, other people think that's cool. I don't think it's cool. You know, and again, I understand if you have asthma, that happens sometimes, but you know what I'm talking about. You have kids that have never run it full out at practice, and of course they can't run it out when they get there. I'd be dying too. So, yeah. Can you think of some ways to praise kids on your team to make them feel better? What are ways to praise 
How about some silent ways to praise? Can you think of silent ways? Okay, she went thumbs up. What else? High fives. High fives. How about? That's good. That's not silent. <laughs> Smiles. Like, yeah, you know. Um, making people feel good on your team is your job. I'm going to say that again. Making people feel good on your team is your job. It's not everybody else's job. It's your job. Can I use you again, Heather? I had, stand up. I had this coach that I worked with for two years out of my 45. She was so memorable. She has imprinted my heart. Her name was Pat. And she would go up to kids and she'd go, you, oh my gosh, you nailed that. Ah! And sometimes I'd be like, not expecting it. <laughs> and I'd about fall off my chair. You're done. Thank you. But what do you think those kids did? Cry, tears. They felt good. She made them feel good. You know, who can you make feel good today on your team? It's very important. Because guess what happens to you when you make someone else feel good? You feel good, too. You really feel good. I have a habit where I go visit Steve's aunt, who's 101. Guess how I feel when I leave? I feel good that I took the time to go over there, that I go visit her, because she's sitting in a nursing home with no one to talk to. But I, I'm the one that wins with it, not her, because I feel better when I leave. You know, so think, think about how you're making other people feel, and you're going to feel a lot better. Thanks for listening to Anything But Routine. If you like the podcast, subscribe and give us a rating. We'll see you next time.